This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. It's time for another episode of Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 295, the return of NASA on the air, recorded on Friday, April 29th, 2022. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Jayant Ramakrishnan, KG5LJZ. Uh, last episode, Carol Perry, WB2MGP, was here to talk about the 2022 Dayton Hamvention Youth Forum and preview that. So if you missed that show, you can listen anytime over at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. Or you can catch the rebroadcast of Ham Talk Life every week on WTWW Shortwave. That's 5085 AM. And that runs Saturday afternoons, usually about 3.30 PM Eastern time. So I'll be back with Jayant right after this word from ICOM America, right here on Ham Talk Live. Spring is on the air. Get outside with the ID52A, the industry's first handheld that can send photos over the D-Star network. With the ID52A, you can call a friend in another city or internationally through D-Star repeaters with clear digital audio. The ID52A is ICOM's newest handheld amateur radio. It's a VHF-UHF dual-bander with D-Star and FM dual-mode functions. This radio supports conventional FM communications and D-Star simplex repeater regional and worldwide calls over the D-Star Internet Gateway. The ID52A is the first amateur radio handheld with a full-color 2.3-inch waterfall display and can send photos over D-Star with a connected Android device. Other features include a wideband receiver, VHF on both sides, UHF on both sides, or one of each with dual DV mode, an integrated GPS, micro SD card slot, micro USB for data transfer, programming and charge, and it's IPX7 waterproof. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Sorry for the delay. Your host, Neil Rapp, is reading a book on anti-gravity, and he just can't put it down. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live.
Welcome back to Ham Talk Live tonight. Jant Ramakrishnan, KG5LJZ, joins us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Zoom line. Uh, Jant is in Houston, Texas, and is a member of the Johnson Space Center Amateur Radio Club. W5RRR. He and Desiree Backus, KM6CTR, are co chairing the 2022 version of NASA on the air. So here's Jant. Well, we're here to talk about NASA on the air, and we were just talking about NASA on the air and the, the year long event, and now all of a sudden it's back. So tell us about. Uh, bringing NASA on the air back for another run. So NASA on the air uh, actually occurred a few years back before the pandemic and was run by uh, Rob Suggs and Matt McDougall and his team at the NASA Marshall Space Flight Center. I'm a relatively new uh, inductee into this activity, and I got inducted by, uh, you know, W5OC, and uh, we said, hey, it'll be a good thing to get it back on the air. The club, um, the club, Biscify Rocket, 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 uh, the NASA Johnson Space Center Amateur Radio Club was doing a lot of parks on the air and doing a lot of uh, activities. And uh, I was, uh, I basically teamed up with my co-chair, Desri Backus, and we said it'd be a cool idea to get it back on the air for the 50th anniversary of Apollo 16. And that's basically what we started doing. And this month of April 2022, we started doing the NASA on the air for the 50th anniversary of Apollo 16. We contacted many, many clubs. We contacted a lot of the NASA centers, 10 of them, and uh, we talked to many of them. Many of them very enthusiastically joined in and operated different modes. And uh, we basically pulled it off the last two weeks in April. So we have been on there in one way or the other from April 16th all the way to uh, April 27th. Very good. So yeah, all all those anniversaries fell together a couple of years ago, and now now there's there's some more. So uh, you hit this one uh, the last couple of weeks here. But there's some more coming up, so tell us uh, tell us about those. Yeah, so we are also having Apollo 17 coming up later this year, and uh, we also have some events which uh, Desiree has been very kind enough to kind of let us know that these are the other events that are coming up, and we are also planning to this particular event for Apollo 16. We got mentored by uh, NASA Marshall Space Flight Center. And uh, Johnson took the lead on this, and we ran this uh, NASA on the air. But for some of the other events, we are also thinking of circulating it between some of the other NASA centers and having them take the leadership role in that. And uh, we are looking forward to the Apollo 17 anniversary, which is coming later this year. But in addition to these anniversaries, uh, we are also interested in doing current events. There are going to be some launches later this year. There's an Artemis launch later this year and a couple of other events coming on. And uh, we are looking at all those milestones that are coming on between now and end of the year and seeing how we can get that event on the air and have ham enthusiasts all over the opportunity to talk to different NASA centers. 
Now, if people want to uh, work the NASA clubs and get into NASA on the air uh, once again, um, how should they find those stations and the dates and all that information? And then uh, which of the NASA clubs are, are involved in this? Yeah, so we have a WordPress site that I will uh, uh, that we use where we put uh, the information on the NASA on the air, and uh, that we also we also keep posting on the Twitter feed. Like the Kennedy Space Center has a Twitter feed N one KSC November one Kilo Sierra Charlie. The Johnson has Whiskey Five Rocket Rocket Rocket. And we also have a, a website. I believe it's wordpress.nasaontheair.wordpress.com. And uh, that is where we basically post the information about uh, this, these events that are coming up. And when we have the event, we also post it on the uh, DX Watch. And we basically post the frequencies that we are on and we send that information out as well. Okay, so you're you're running this pretty much like most big special events. You you you're on the spots. You've got a a website that has all the lists on it, and I believe it's on qrz.com as well. Is that right? Yes. So we have NASA on the air dot period WordPress period com. That is the website where if you go, we tell you what is going on and what and we update it. Uh, as often as we can. And I'm actually at the website. It's a pretty cool website and it tells you what's happening. And once the event is over, we basically have a place where you can upload the ADIF file and you can, from your, uh, and different NASA centers are doing that. And you can look up to see how you uh, worked on the air with NASA. The clubs that we approached were the Ames Research Center, November Alpha 6, Mike Foxtrot, the Armstrong Flight Research Center, both, are, both these are in California, and that is the NA6SA, the Glenn Research Center, NA8SA, the Goddard Space Flight Center, Disky Alpha 3, November Alpha November, the Jet Propulsion Lab, which has two call signs, W6JPL and W6VIO, the Johnson Space Center, W5 Rocket, 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 the Kennedy Space Center, N1KSC, the Marshall Space Flight Center, NN4SA, the Stennis Space Flight Center, N5SSC, White Sands Test Facility, and the Mesilla Valley Radio Club, N5BL. So we have all these clubs listed, and we also started tweeting. And another thing that we did was that we also posted many of these events on the local clubs. For instance, uh, the BWAR club is very active in Houston. So I had sent them information about this. I went on the air on several local nets telling people about the NASA on the air special event, knowing fully well that even if we were on 20 meters, we would not be, they would not be able to reach Johnson, the <laughs> local area, but they could reach some of my sister clubs in, that, uh, in Alabama or in Florida or in California. Well, that's... Uh... Very cool. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, certificates and logs and and all that kind of thing uh, right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. 
Have you seen the PL-259s anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. I'm Scott, KB9AMM of Tower Electronics. I like the PL259 connectors so much, I bought the company. Tower Electronics, coming to a hand fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL259 connectors? The Tower Electronics AmFest schedule coming up this weekend. They'll be at Cedarburg, Wisconsin on April 30th, and then Sandwich, Illinois on May 1st, and then, of course, the Dayton Hamvention, May 20th through 22nd. But you can visit them anytime at pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll get back with uh, Jant from the Johnson Space Center Amateur Radio Club and NASA on the air right after the joke of the week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in 9GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. There's a new two-meter radio on the market that has a camera in it so you can snap a selfie while you're operating. I really want one of those. As a matter of fact, I can't picture myself without it. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Oh, boy. Uh, maybe he needs one of those one of those ID-52s with that, that D-Star picture thing going on. Maybe maybe that's it. All right, uh, Rick, thank you very much, and we'll uh, catch you again next week. But right now, we're going to get back to Jayant Ramakrishnan, KG5LJZ, with NASA on the air. We're back with J-KG5LJZ. 
And uh, he is in Houston, Texas, a member of the Johnson Space Center Amateur Radio Club, which is a part of NASA on the air, which is what we're talking about uh, on this episode. Um, so, Jay, you, you talked about uh, how people can find those uh, dates and everything and, and work the station. So once they work the NASA clubs during this event, uh, how do they check to make sure that they're in the log and get a, a certificate or QSL card. Tell us uh, how to get all those confirmations. So what we do at the end of the event is we basically create the ADI file and we upload it to our NASA on the air.wordpress.com. There's a site where we upload it by center. And there's a button which you can press to confirm that your call sign is there and what we do at the end of the year is we basically generate these very nice certificates which can be downloaded. In some cases, some clubs also are planning to send out QSL cards. And uh, so the website is very, very intuitive. It's also got a lot of information and you can get data off the website. It's got a blog, it's got news, it's, uh, and it's got lots of data on it. And Neil... Thank you for thank you for giving me this opportunity to get on the air. Like I said, I'm a newbie at this. Uh, first time I'm doing this for the club. And this event, NASA Johnson Space Flight Center, Whiskey um, 5 Rocket, 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 took the lead on this. And we are planning several other events. Like I said, Apollo 17th anniversary is coming up. The Artemis launch is coming up. And we are planning to get uh, the clubs on the air. And you asked me a question about which clubs participated. For the weekend of full, first full weekend, April 23rd to 24th, 2022, the kickoff was fun and successful. The clubs that were active and spotted were the N1 KSC, November 1, Kilo Sierra Charlie, the Kennedy Space Center Club, on 20 meters, 30 slash SSB. The NN4 SA, November, November 4, Sierra Alpha, Marshall Space Flight Club, 40 meters, 20 meters, FT8, SSB. And the Stennis Space Center Club, N5 SSC, 2015 on FT8. And the Johnson Space Center Club, the Whiskey 5 Rocket, Rocket, Rocket on 15, 20, 40 on FT8, CW, and SSB. And the Ames Research Center, Naumba Alpha 6, Mike Foxtrot on 20 meters and FT8. So we also were able to talk between the clubs. So the Johnson Space Center spoke with Kennedy. They spoke with Marja, with uh, Ames, and with Marshall, and we did it on SSB, and we did it sometimes on 15 meters, sometimes on 10 meters, depending on the distance, depending on the propagation, and depending on other conditions. It was a truly epic event, and <laughs> it was so much fun to answer the questions from so many people. And just, um, Neil, just for your information, uh, the crew of uh, Apollo 16 was uh, John Young, Charlie Duke, Tom Mattingly, and it was launched on, um, we had the information of its launch on April 16th, 1972, and it's landing on April 27th, and we had the recovery ship, and we also had several special people on the air talking about Apollo 16 and what the mission objectives were. Give a lot of data and a lot of uh, STEM-related information to the people calling in. Back to you, Neil. Oh, that's that's great. Always love that. 
Now, you didn't do this alone. Uh, we mentioned uh, Desiree, who is co-chairing. Uh, that's KM6CTR. Uh, but you also had a lot of coordination between the clubs, some, some uh, teleconferences and everything. So tell us a little bit about uh, the coordination between all the clubs that took place to uh, pull this off. So we had a lot of help from the NASA Marshall Space Flight Center. They had spearheaded the earlier NASA on the air events that you spoke about, Neil. And they were very good in mentoring us and getting uh, asking us to take the lead on this. And they had a very, very nice website set up. And uh, like I said, if you go to nasaontheair.wordpress.com, you'll see all the different things that they had set up. And they also set up a little database of sorts to uh, get the data going. Desiree is basically from the NASA Ames Research Center, but she works with both NASA Ames and NASA Glenn and is actually remote right now in Colorado. And she and I got together and we started having these Zoom meetings where we invited all the NASA centers and we told them what we were trying to do. We First of all, Neil came up with a good email list to make sure that we reached everyone. And then we invited them to a Zoom call, kept it to 40 minutes with an agenda. And we went over what we were planning to do, any feedback. And it was very, very inspiring to talk to the people at the different clubs, to hear what they had to say and continuously fine tune this whole event so that we had coordination between the clubs and we had some ground rules, for instance, uh, at Johnson, the ground rule which we used and we, which other clubs also used was one person per one frequency band per one mode. So if, Neil, you were on 20 meters CW, then I could be on 20 meters SSB calling out W5RRR. And we basically made sure we coordinated. We also had some back channels to talk to each other during the event where we could make sure that uh, we could share data. And we learned from each other on what was working very well, what could be improved. And every instance of getting on the air became better and better. Back to you, Neil. Well, that's some great tips for people who are putting on special events. That, that always makes a huge difference to have those lines of communication going in the background um, as well as on uh, the air with all those people calling you. So that's, uh, that's some cool stuff. So make sure you check out the website. It's NASA on the air. So N-A-S-A O-N-T-H-E-A-I-R dot WordPress, W-O-R-D-P-R-E-S-S dot com. And, uh, check that out and you'll see some of those announcements. And, and, uh, again, uh, the Twitter feeds. Uh, especially uh, Kennedy in uh, one KSC, uh, check them out, and uh, they'll have the announcements as these uh, NASA events come up for the rest of the year. Well, Jay, before we go, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you got connected into Amateur Radio Club there at Johnson, and and how you got into ham radio. So, so tell us a little bit about your story of of how you got uh, into all this. Neil, I'm happy to do that. It's been a journey which has been very rewarding. And I'm very, very thankful for the events that led to that. And I also want to let you know that there are other NASA centers also on Twitter. The JSC Amateur Radio Club is also on Twitter. And uh, 
I will send you all the handles and uh, those also we have been tweeting on all the handles, uh, the event details. I got in because I basically started volunteering with the tech, tech MS Society in Texas, uh, riding a bike 150 miles from Houston to Austin over two days, raising awareness and funds for multiple sclerosis. And as after I joined that and started doing a couple of rides, I was inducted into the Ride Marshal, which is basically another program they have run where they, they have us basically get trained. And we not only ride the uh, ride from Houston to Austin, in this, this year it's Houston to College Station, but we also help cyclists along the way with uh, mechanical issues. They run into flats, chains falling off, or some other issues, and we are also CPR trained, and we are trained in uh, rudimentary first aid. So the organizers found that we were going through small towns. We were 13,000 cyclists going through towns which had a population of 300 and 500, and we were overwhelming the cell phone towers. And someone came up with the idea of why don't we have them pass the technician exam and become ham radio operators. This way they can communicate to the command center from the road, and they are our eyes and ears on the road. So they basically told the ride marshals, they encourage us to get this, uh, take, take this exam and get trained. And uh, I basically took a, took a Saturday, went to a class, attended the class. They taught me a lot of stuff, and then later took the exam and got certified as a ham radio operator. Didn't know what ham radio was, didn't know how to program the ham radio, I bought a ham radio and I'm like, what do I do with this? What is an offset? What is a tone? How do I plug in the frequency? What is chirp? I didn't know any of this stuff. And I looked around and there was the NASA Johnson Space Flight Center Amateur Radio Club. And I gave the president a call and said, I have lots and lots of questions. I have the manual, I have a radio and I have a license. And they were very kind. They took me in, taught me the stuff, helped me program the radio and slowly got me, and I joined the club because I was learning so much from them. And that's how, Neil, I got into this uh, profession. All right. Well, that's a great story, so I wanted to make sure that we, we share that uh, here tonight. So, Jay, any, any final words here before we wrap this up? Yeah, this was a, this was a lot of work. And uh, I was very scared about all the things that I may be missing. And uh, working with uh, the different clubs, with Desiree, with uh, David Lee, Whiskey Fire, Oscar Charlie, my club mentors, John Marka, Tanner, Terry Quick, Terry Moore, lots of the radio operators, lots of people who were very accomplished and uh, working with different antennas. We also discussed antennas and QRM and interference and everything else. And a club trustee, John Marka, AB5SS, did a wonderful job of explaining to me the electromagnetics and how we needed to be separated. And at the end of the day, it kind of just came together through Providence. And, you know, it was a wonderful experience. It was wonderful to give back. And it was wonderful to get, uh, you know, some of the students in the shack, you know, get, and seeing what we were doing and getting interested in this. So overall, it went very well. And the nice thing, Neil, was yesterday was the 60th anniversary of the NASA Johnson Space Center. And we had a radio event yesterday, a special event for four hours yesterday, 
where we again used what we had done over Nota for the for the one center and we got on the air. So it's been a it's been very very gratifying. I'm extremely grateful to all of you out there and Neil to you for putting this podcast and other things together and teaching us. I watch a lot of YouTube videos. I watch a I listen to a lot of podcasts and. I'll tell you my friend I'm learning every day and that is the fun part of it and thank you so much for your generosity of time and spirit. Uh well you're most welcome we appreciate you being here and uh filling in everybody about NASA on the air it's back for another run. So uh thanks so much Jay and uh appreciate you being on the show and hope to catch you on the air on NOTA. Thank you so much Neil I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well that is a wrap for this edition of Ham Talk Live. I'd like to thank my guest Jayant Ramakrishnan KG5LJZ and everybody out there at Cyberspace for listening and invite you back next time for a list of all of our upcoming guests visit hamtalklive.com. So for now this is Neil Rapp WB9VPG saying 7375 and may the good DX be yours. For 73s, to you and your family, I'll be seeing you further down the log. Your 73s, to you and your family, I'll be seeing you further down the log. It's hard to believe that you're anti-OD, because you sound just like a local up here. Why don't those whistling Mediterraneans check if the frequency's clear? We're warm and cozy in our shacks, and we have talked about thousands of things. About shoes, about ships, about sealing wax, about cabbages and kings. So 73s, to you and your family, I'll be seeing you further down the log. Your 73s, to you and your family, I'll be seeing you further down the log.